Welcome to the Disrupt Now podcast, episode number seven. The Disrupt Now podcast, created by Natalie Viglione, entrepreneur and founder of Team Goo. It's designed to help people break down the walls around them, construct the ultimate vision of their lives, and provides the tools, tips, and techniques to disrupt their status quo. We shine a light on the good, the bad, and the ugly to help build the roadmap to your dreams. We talk with today's most effective disruptors in every area from art and design to technology and finance and even health and well-being. Our guests bring topics to light that help others to shake themselves free and can give them a whole new outlook on life. Welcome to Disrupt Now. Today we have the amazing transformational teacher, Coot Blackson, back with us for part two. In part two, we're going to explore when someone says, why can't you just be normal? And you respond, fuck normal. This message is in Coot's new inspirational video that was just launched not so long ago. And it just has an inspiring, powerful message. And we'll be linking to that video on the DisruptNowProgram.com site as well as TeamGoo.com so that you can see this inspirational video for yourself. All right. So this is part two, and we're going to focus on your new inspirational video that was released, which is Mm. helping people to understand the concept to be okay with saying, fuck normal. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Um, You know, I saw this video and I thought, oh, wow. And of course, I cried. Um, (laughs) That seems to be the number one go to cry. And, you know, but rejoice in the fact that that message is so strong. You know, and and through this point in our interview, you know, we've uncovered some deep rooted triggers to Mm. get out from living a lie and don't Mm. compromise your inner real Mm. you wake Mm. up. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I think it would be amazing for us to talk about, you know, being okay to say, I'm not going to be normal. I'm not Mm. going to do what you say I need to do. You know, and, and dare I say, and maybe, you know, you can touch on this a little bit, you know, is normal status quo yeah i mean look there are no, there's no shortage of people in life that will try to get you to conform that, that's what i experience there's no shortage of people in society that will try and tell you how to live your life there's no and and this is what happened for me there's a coup you're 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 black but you're japanese you're not japanese but you're not black and you now you live in england so you're not quite british so what the hell are you you're weird you know and, and so and then you live in the u.s and and so and so people kept saying you're not really normal and, and so for the longest time like many of you listening in i kept hearing this people say why can't you just be normal? Yeah. Why can't you just fit in? Why do you have to have those dreams? Why do you have to want so much? Why do you have to just just like be happy with who you are and what you have and just this this kind of this this little you could in in other words this little vision and be content with that. Yeah. And yet I felt that I couldn't help it there was so much more seeking to happen. So so there's no shortage of people that will tell you and try and impose their vision on you because really I think 
Because they're afraid themselves. Because what happens when you break out of the box, when you live your truth, when you live the authenticity of who you are unapologetically, like this is who I am unapologetically, then what happens for people is it puts pressure on those around you to then face themselves because when they see you living big and being free and being fully expressed, then you could see it shines, not intentionally, but just as you're shining brightly, it shines in their lives and in their faces all of the ways that they are not doing that themselves. And that is painful. And many times, rather than people taking the risk and opening and flying themselves and being big and being free themselves, they would rather uh, contain you so they don't have to deal with the fact they're not doing it, you know? And, And so I looked around at all the people that were telling me to be normal, 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 to be normal. And you know what? At first I tried, I did try to kind of conform myself, but then I looked around at all the people and I realized all the people telling me to be normal are miserable. All the people around me telling me to be normal, they don't look very, like, if they looked blissful and joy-filled and, you know, ecstatic, well, maybe I should listen to them. But as I looked around, they look so they look depressed and miserable and unhappy and 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 their relationships were a mess and they were like way overweight and unhealthy and you know some were broke and I thought, you know what? I'm not going to listen to them. Right. I'm not going to listen. To them. I'm going to follow that, that that once I saw that I thought, you know, I'm not going to listen and I'm going to really dare to follow my truth. And what the hell is normal anyway? If you really right. think about this concept of normal that society tries to fit us into this box you know you look at the magazines and magazines like you have to be this way you have to weigh this much you have to hairstyle needs to be like this you have to get this job go to this university it's like this this formula right it's like trying to fit into that formula makes us so miserable it's no wonder yeah the use of antidepressants is so high because we're trying to suppress down the most authentic part of our hearts our souls our natural expression and when you suppress your authentic feelings and your the authentic expression of yourself you constipate your soul you constipate the flow of your essence and your being and this is not healthy, which is why we end up feeling unhappy, depressed, miserable, and we get sick. And yeah. so what is, what, what is normal? Anyway, normal is just a concept. Normal is just a, an idea. You know, the reality is what's normal in the American culture is not going to be normal in the Asian culture. Right. What's normal in the Asian culture is not going to be what's normal in the African culture. So normal is not a reality. Normal is just an agreement. It's like money. You know, if I if I took a hundred dollar bill and said, "What is this?" Most people say it was a hundred dollars. The reality is, no, it's just a piece of paper. Right. You take that hundred dollar bill to somewhere in the Amazon where they don't deal with money and they deal with trading. They would probably, you know, use that money, that hundred dollar bill, to to light a fire or for to- you know, who knows what they use it for. They throw right. it away, you know, because they wouldn't really. They don't have an agreement as a result of what it is. So normal is an agreement by society, by the culture. When enough people agree, you could say it becomes a reality, but normal is not the reality. I've, I believe at this stage that, that normal is whatever you decide it is for you. And that's why I say fuck normal because normal doesn't have any power, doesn't mean anything other than, other than the power that you give it. And each of us, Each of us are unique manifestations, unique works of art. It's so easy to look at, well, 
Oprah's amazing, Coot's amazing, you know, uh, uh, Justin Bieber's amazing, Wayne Dyer's amazing, you know, Natalie's amazing, oh my God, you know, Obama's amazing, Bruce Lee's amazing, Bob Marley's amazing, yeah, but the thing is, you know, they just dared to just be who they were. I believe that each of us are unique manifestations of the divine. Right. We are, we are birthed out of the crazy, radical, insane imagination of pure consciousness. And as a result, here we are, we are all literally works of art, living art, imperfectly perfect, just as we are living. You don't have to go to a museum, just look around at human beings made with emotions and feelings and fears and craziness and sadness and joy. It's like we are living art. Yeah. And so I think the more we can Except, and you know, when you when you go to a museum and you look at art, for the most part, art is art. There's no like, I mean, I for the most part, I mean, okay, there's no like perfect art and imperfect art. The art that you might like is the art that I might not like. The art, that, but there's no like defined universal definition of this art is perfect. This art is amazing. This art is terrible. Some of the art that I might think is terrible sells for $50 million. Right. You know, some of the art that I might think is great might be worth $200. What, what is art? What, what is art? Art is a concept. It's an idea. It's an idea. And one of the beautiful things about art is, you know, I, I went to an art show years ago and I literally saw my friends were so excited because this amazing artist was coming to Santa Monica, Los Angeles, California. And I went to see this guy's art. His art was selling $50,000 a piece. And you know what he did? He took trash off of the street and it was like a canvas full of trash, Snickers bars, toilet <laughs> papers, you know, just newspaper, just stuff he found on the street wow. that was trash, $50,000. Wow. What is, what is that? Right. You know, he just dared to not judge the expression. And I think that's, that's the key. Right. We must dare to not judge ourselves for who we are, trust that we are, we are living works of art. And we have one of the things that we have to give up is the constant, incessant comparison, comparing ourselves to other people. Oh, look at Coop. Look at that person. Oh, look at that person. Oh, look at that. Oh, it's like we have to give up the, the, the comparison game and focus in on our unique gift, our unique expression, our unique voice, our unique flavor, the unique way that we are designed and how consciousness and life wants to express to us. And really trust that because never again will life express through you and I in the way it can express through you and I. Right. And many people, one of the things I see stops people from really giving their gifts to the world is they say, oh, well, Coot's already done it. Uh, Natalie's already done it. Uh, you know, Marion Williamson's already done it. Uh, Elon Musk's already done it. Uh, Oprah, yes, but they're not you. Right. You know, and, and, and so there are people in the world, there are groups of people in the world that need to hear the message in only the way that you can offer it in only the way that you can deliver it based on, see, I believe that your dreams choose you for a reason. Your dreams choose you for a reason because, because you are the perfect person to fulfill that dream and that vision. Perfect person with all of your pains and your screwed upness and your traumas and your successes and your beauties and your ups and your downs. And, and it makes you the perfect vehicle 
to fulfill the dream and the vision that you've been given. And as a result, the dreams and visions that we've been given really don't belong to us. They belong to life. So we're simply the vessels and vehicles for the manifestation of those dreams. So normal is just an idea. When we get ourselves out of the way, right. trust the magic of what we are, we realize that we are miracles and we will just revel in the awe, in the awe of just the art, perfect artworks, masterpieces that we are. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that is in, it's so powerful in the sense that it's also, you know, the majority of people really buy into the limitations that other people place onto them. Um, and I mean, I think that alone is is kind of like your scariest moment. You broke through that. You didn't buy into the limitation that other people were placing onto you. So what do you think, you know, is, is the best process for people to say, you know what? I'm not going to buy into this limitation you're placing on me. And, and you know, being okay with saying, I do say fuck normal. Right. So I'm going to be very honest. I mean, you know, there's little processes here, processes there. Close your eyes, visualize, do this, do that. You know, there's all these things. But what I found for myself that is a constant reality is if you're listening in and you're wondering, oh, what do I do? When am I going to live? When am I going to break free? Yep. It, 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 it's not even a process. It is a process that we all are going through right now. Simply this. Face your death. Mm. You are going to die. Not to get morbid, right. but you, right. no. me, Truth. Bob Marley, Bruce Lee, Muhammad Ali, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, you will, are going to die. It is the only guarantee from the moment you are born. And we know, yeah, 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 I know I'm going to, yeah, 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 no, 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 feel it. Right. Meditate on it. Breathe it. Sit with it. Put your face, face to face with death. Right. Make death your radical friend. Because if you really, not, not, not just like, yeah, someday in the future. No, no, no. If you really face death and press your cheek on death's cheek and, and sit death down, make it your friend, you will realize that you, there is no guarantee. You don't know when that moment's going to come. Those people in 9-11 had no idea that they would not come home that night right. and be able to say to their loved ones, I love you. Those people in the Southeast Asian tsunami had no idea that they would not come home that night and be able to say one more time to their, to their husbands or spouses or wives, right. you know what, I'm really sorry for the grudge I've been holding. Or they, they had no idea that they would not come home that night and be able to say to, to, to their parents, please, I... Forgive me or I forgive you. Right. None of us know. Like we could die tonight. Yeah. So my, my invitation is to really feel that. Like feel the reality of that and let the friend called death wake you. We talk about waking up. Let it wake you up. Let it disrupt you. Let death disrupt your complacency. Let death disrupt your mediocrity. Let death disrupt your 
procrastination. Let death disrupt your waiting for some moment in the future. There is no other moment in the future but now. This is it. Now is the only guarantee. Not as an idea, not as a concept, as a reality. Right. It's true. I was in Guatemala a month ago, did my, one of my biggest events. We had close to six, 700 people in my event in Guatemala. The few days before this event, one of my clients built an incredible hospice for terminally ill cancer children under the age of 18. Oh, wow. And he took me in to, these, to meet with these incredible kids. Oh, I think I saw some pictures from that. And I, yes, I sat with the first girl who was called Julissa and she had cancer of the eyes and she couldn't see. And she was 15 years old. A year ago, she could see. Wow. She's been dealing with cancer for years, years, every day, every day, any day she could die. And she was filled with love. (laughs) She was filled with grace. She was filled with gratitude. She was, there she was. She couldn't see me, but she was looking right through me. She was just held my hand. She didn't care. She had no shame. She just held my hand and just loved me because she really, you could tell she had made peace with the fact that she was dying and she did not know when she would go. And as a result, she had made a choice to not hold anything back any more. Wow. So if you're holding back, you're going to die. Feel that. Right. And, the, and, and do you want to waste the time that you have holding back in fear, living for someone else? Because every day you waste is a life. It, it, you can't get back. And when that moment comes, when you meet your maker, whatever you believe, you will not be able to say, God, can I get a refund for those five years I spent in that relationship? Can I get a refund that I, for, for those two years I spent in that job that I hated? It's gone. Right. So if you're in a situation, in a relationship, in a job, in a circumstance that you don't like, meditate on death. Today, feel your death. Today, I keep death close to me every breath, every moment. And for me... Death is a great equalizer. Death is a great lover. Death inspires me to love radically, love fully, nothing held back. Right, which, you know, it's it's such a, a taboo. I feel like, you know, we just don't talk about that enough openly in this, yes. in our culture, in any, anywhere, yes. really, right. though there are some cultures that do. And, you know, I think, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Because let's face it, you sit in that deathbed and you look back and if all you have is regret after regret after regret, well, when did you live? Yes. I mean, it's, 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 it's powerful and I think that's a beautiful way to look at it, honestly, even though it is dark, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say the darkness shines the light and it's, through the, it's only by embracing death can you really live. And you can't really live until you embrace death. You can't live fully until you embrace death fully. And by embracing death fully, you realize if you sit around spinning in your mind, worrying about petty shit, (laughs) uh, uh, holding grudges, trying to be someone that you think your parents want you to be, or trying to be someone society wants you to be, that, you you know, who your culture wants you to be, living less than your truth, playing small, and, and you just 
face death for a moment, trust me, if you let it touch you, it will free you up. Right. Like radically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so, I mean, what are you for you? What is next for you? What is your next disrupt moment? Um, I know we have, you know, little time left, but I'd love to know, you know, after you are the one and, you know, all of these incredible things that you've been doing, um, you know, what is your next moment and where do you want to take everything next? Oh, I mean, this, this we could be here for another three hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just in a nutshell, part of my vision is to take spirituality and self-help to the masses and, you know, use media as a vehicle to to elevate consciousness of of, of the 90% of the people that won't read my book. So working on some things in media and TV and taking really taking my work more to the masses right. in a certain way uh, through technology and media as well. So we're working on some very, very cool things as well as, you know, expanding events and seminars just around the world. Like tomorrow, I just, you know, came back from Guatemala not long ago. I'm about to fly to Brazil to do an event. So we're taking my work really globally yeah, at this awesome. moment. And that, that's that's really exciting and creating systems and processes and, 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 and really just expanding and scaling my work so that more and more people can get access to it from every, you could, you could say, uh, level of uh, culture and society. And that's that's really what excites me, you know, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I, I can't even, you know, again, begin to tell you how, how much your work has transformed my work. And I mean, mm. we really would not be doing this interview today mm. without your guidance and your appreciation to oh. transformation, because, you know, it, I fought, I fought saying fuck normal for a good majority of my life. You know, I have to be the corporate VP. I have to keep going. I have to, I have to, I have to. And then I finally Mm. said, "Uh uh-uh. So Mm. I just want you to know um, how much the truth does set people free. Mm -hmm. And you're Mm -hmm. speaking those truths. And by God, I, I thank you for that. And I know I took your book and I and I don't do this. I really don't, Coot. I don't. I because I've learned early on to shut up to some people mm-hmm. because they're. It's better for them to live in their ignorance, right? And mm-hmm. not, you know, speaking those truths is better. <laughs> I've gotten myself into some trouble, but um, I gave I gave it to people and said, you know what? I think you're ready. Mm-hmm. Here, here is truth. So I just, you know, need you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> that it inspired even sharing it beyond, you know, my own construct of my being, which I think is huge. So <laughs> mm, thank you so much. Yes. Really, really, really appreciate it oh, for sure. Of course, Coot. Well, you know, we love you. We thank you. You're a beautiful, enlightened soul and one that I will always say um, has been my guru. So <laughs> thank you. My honor. My, <laughs> and my honor. we look forward to connecting with, uh, with you and when you launch your podcast and all the things happening. So thank you again for being on the Disrupt Now podcast. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Thank you so much, Coop, for being a guest on Disrupt Now. That was amazing. And I hope our audience enjoyed it as much as I did. Just so grateful that this could take place. You can connect with Coot at CootBlackson.com. Again, that's K-U-T-E-B-L-A-C-K-S-O-N. 
You can also find Coot on Facebook at Coot Blackson Love Now. He's also on Instagram and Twitter at Coot Blackson. And we have all of the information, as always, linked at teamgoo.com forward slash episodes. And we also have a link on our disruptnowprogram.com site. Thank you again, Coot. And to everyone listening, it's time to transform and disrupt now.